look, I know my basic iambic pentameter from mm -hmm. grade school. Mm -hmm. I got I can throw down on some of those verses. Because I'm a bouse. I'm a bouse. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brand Dana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 284 your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm brand Dana. With me, as always, just waiting on a sign. Most awesome. Oh. Uh, waiting on a sign, bro? No I, good? <laughs> I saw the sign. And it led me to a peach bowl appearance. I saw a sign, Ohio State versus Penn State. I saw the signs. <laughs> uh, what's up, bro? How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Had a little family vacay. You did? Fun, did I know about this? Uh, I don't know. I, think I mean, you got to run a dude, we, me, yeah. we do share calendars, so I don't know if it was on. If we put it on the, we should start sharing a calendar. We should. We should definitely do that. Um. But nice. Was uh, it is it uh, was it road trip in the van? I know you guys uh you load up the van, load up the yeah. car a lot. We don't have a van. Don't yeah, don't. Car. we have an SUV. We have a SUV. All right, yeah, yeah. Okay, SUV. yeah. Street okay. cred fair. I'm a I get it. I get it. I get it. Don't, don't, wanna... don't, don't put me in with clear. the, the mom the mom van lane just yeah, quite yet. It wasn't solid. I, yep, more I feel you. It's all right. You just really mm -hmm. gut punched me right there. It's on me. It's on me. It's all right. We'll learn from this. Um yeah, so loaded up the kids. It's it was their fall break, so they had Friday and Monday off. So I was like, hey, you know what? Let's just take this time off. We'll do. We don't typically when we do like any trips, we'll usually plan it around like some family stuff. We're like, oh, let's just do our our little enclave of family, and we'll go up to uh, Frankenmuth, Michigan. Actually, we stopped in East Lansing. Um, showed the kids where Doctor Mrs. the Commission and the old stomping grounds were. Yeah, uh, actually got to go into the vet school where she was and walk around, which is kind of cool. There was a guy it was it was totally like locked up, but we were just standing there. And then another like, you know, first or second year kid came in and then we got into the building and the guy was like, hey, what are you doing? And he obviously he's like not worried about us because we we're traveling with three very tiny little children. Yeah. He's like, all right, well, let's show you around and lecture halls and all that. And they got a really good big kick out of it. They thought it was really funny. We saw her mom's composite photo from her graduation year in 2015 was great. We we also knew a few other people from uh, way back when that was fun. So it was 2015. So there uh, you had the two girls were around fresh on the earth around this time. Uh, no, no, no. 2.0 was born in 2016. So okay. she never knew Michigan. Uh, Kamish at was the only one that lived in Lansing and all. And even then I would say she was, like a year i don't I don't think she had any real memories of michigan you know what sure I mean? yeah she was just yeah i remember this yeah, yeah. michigan exactly sweet yeah. bro so it was fun it was and good he, times yeah and you saw uh some family hang, hang with the family or what was up there well just us no, just us just there. the five of us went up got a hotel room went to frankenmuth which is like a bavarian little little cute little bavarian town like got a lot of kid stuff to do and they got this giant christmas store called bronner's where it's Three Christmas, three hundred and sixty-one days a year, and there's literally like every Christmas ornament and every little thing. It was really kind of fun to watch, and there was we it was actually we we came up with a fun idea. They they have this, so I can't, uh, but not as not as extensive as what we did. We came up with an idea of making like a scavenger hunt, and so we just sat there and we're like thinking of anything that could be an ornament, anything, 
and we like put it all together and they like you know they had their little list and little paper because we're like we're not gonna like we got to make looking at ornaments more exciting so then they were like running around trying to find different ornaments and some they some they didn't have it at all but a lot that they did and we just made it up we didn't we didn't look do any research that's how many different types of ornaments there were or this type of ornament or like a ballerina uh but you know like i was like a uh you know a bacon ornament you know what i mean there's like all yeah so just off the dome you're just naming some things yep. and they were able to find most of them this yeah, exactly. legit sounds like a blast record, like, I, did you pitch it to the store owners you're just like hey like a little bit more foot traffic got people hang out a little bit longer well the, the thing is, is they did they had a real step down version on the back of their map so it's like ah oh, this is kind of weak sauce like yeah. Yeah, yeah i had a whole page i came up with a whole bunch of stuff up the difficulty level absolutely yeah, exactly. like, oh for sure like like one lifeline like you can phone a parent like there's one like would <laughs> right. blindfold like blindfold uh like one of the people you're competing against for like 15 seconds just give you love it bro yeah it was fun it was good times they they enjoyed it and then the, then there was um like we just it was it, those are the these are the most fun types of trips because we didn't really make any plans and we just happened upon a lot of like fun family stuff like we're like, oh, there's a children's zoo not that far away. Let's go to the children's zoo. We'll just happen to be like a zoo where everyone was dressed up in Halloween costumes. Well, they didn't have Halloween costumes, but they're like, no worries. We have these little like like Halloween glasses for you to to dress up on. And they went like trick-or-treating at different animals. And it was it was fun. We just like it it's one of those things that just like works out where you're like, yes. As a parent, you're like, this is awesome. It's really fun. Yeah, because sometimes like it's like you're not jam packing the schedule to make sure that you have everything covered. So you can just like right. definitely just kind of like go with the flow. And maybe even if the kids are kind of getting tired earlier than it would be, it's like, okay, like we got it done. Like we can kind of like wrap out here and have to get to the next thing. Yeah, exactly. Head back yeah. To it for That's dinner. Fun. Uh well, you know the schedule here, guys. Wake mm-hmm. up, get some caffeine, because we know what's happening for this next hour. We got ripped from the headline, guys. We're doing week seven NFL review. Mapster Damas. Gonna talk about the Michigan sign borrowing thing going on <laughs> thank you figuring thank out you. no problem buddy no problem we're just, we're just we only want it for a week guys we literally want it for three hours on saturday that's all we need these signs for and then they're right back to being yours uh so i'm gonna take a look at michigan what we think is gonna happen gonna do legends watch do you have a game this sunday bro we do we do i missed i missed last week's game oh because you're out of town okay yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. talk about a little bit about the prep coming up uh did you text them to see what went on i did, did? i found out yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah don't say anything um, I hope it crumbled. I hope it just fell apart and they were just like, I can't work. The next one, <laughs> we're just going to throw the white flag until you're back, bro. We need you. We need you. Uh, Neapolitan Showdown, we're doing top sushi items. Anything on the menu. Does that have to be fish related? Whatever you feel like, whatever you just see on that menu and you're just like, deliver that to my house now. Granada Gambling Corner, we're going to do week nine college football. Lines that we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. Hi, bro. Ripped from the headlines. NFL Week 7. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Because I did not watch a lot of football, so I need to get caught up. I just watch highlights. Up? I just I, I need to know from the horse's mouth. That's good. The, yeah, the I'm... Sun, late Sunday night game and and Monday night game. But uh, yeah, who played Sunday night? Uh, was that wait? No, not Philadelphia. Philadelphia Miami. Oh, played. Philadelphia Miami. Yeah, that was Sunday night. That was Sunday night. That was Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah. And then Vikes. Your Vikes. Let's go Vikes. Let's go Vikes. 49ers. 
Yeah, we can start right there. Kind of work backwards a little bit. We'll do, sure. uh, yeah, the Vikings able to take care of the 49ers. I was weirdly not completely surprised about this. You in the same boat with me? No, yeah, I was not. I mean, they, they've, they've been competitive at times, right? They just haven't been able to put it all together like for four, a full four quarters. Yeah, the defense, the defense looked pretty good. I mean, especially that first half. Uh, right. They got together. I, th- I think, you know, losing Justin Jefferson was an easy way to just kind of be like, oh, okay, now the wheels are coming off. Like, it looks like they're going to throw in the flag. Not the case at all. Uh, I think what's more my attention are a couple of, you know, tough losses for the 49ers back-to-back when, you know, two weeks ago, heading into that Cleveland game, we were talking about 49ers are the team to beat, not only the right. NFC, but maybe in the NFL. And, and deep- Brock Purdy, MVP chatter, right? I mean, we're, we're kind of floating I... that out there. I was in a place that FanDuel was legal at exactly the wrong time on the way to the airport before the <laughs> Cleveland game. I was like, give me some. I found I just found like uh, some Mavi dollars in my FanDuel account. I was like, let's throw that on the Brock Purdy MVP. Yeah. Like no matter what, my bets are literally the touch of death because it's not even like it wasn't like he had some like hard games or like Mahomes just really separated himself. It was literally like he just fell off a cliff for yeah. two weeks. Yeah. Uh, are you concerned about this 49ers team at all in Brock Purdy? Man, I mean, this is, you know, there's there's a little this will be interesting because there's a lot of like, oh, Brock Purdy's Linsanity run is over. He's come down to earth. Like this is the guy who we thought he was. It'll be interesting. I I don't think you can have like a Linsanity run in football. Either you kind of figure it out or you don't. But everyone's susceptible to a, a few bad games and the media is so reactionary to literally every bad game. I mean, I think you know, Debo gets dinged up. Christian McCaffrey gets dinged up. You know, it's uh, it's hard to it's hard to win consistently uh, in the NFL, and everyone's gonna fall prey to a couple bad games in a row. Yeah, so maybe it could be just more of a like victim of the success. Like he right. doesn't need to be in the MVP talks. You know, so if we right. have him there at like maybe closer to a jared goff tier or you know not to pull our two quarterbacks but i think they're pretty good examples of damn good quarterbacks that people wouldn't necessarily take to in like a two-minute drill or to win them a super bowl but they still you know you put them on the outside looking in as it wouldn't shock the world for it to be possible and maybe that's you know we could put brock Purdy residing back there like there's always something that didn't ring true about like undefeated in the regular season like it's okay i mean i, I definitely think we went through this with quarterbacks thrust in this position before where there were kind of no expectations they win a lot of games and then it's just like okay like you know is the tape catching up with them are they able to kind of see what rattles the quarterback a little bit and get to it and then you know there's only so much shanahan can do so i mean moving forward i do you feel like the 49ers put them in a tough spot not being able to go back on trade lance or you know is it brock purdy this year and next yeah i mean i think i i would think that I mean, two bad games. I mean, yeah, he, I guess he didn't. Oh, that's work. right. Sam Darnold's there, though. There were Sam rumors Darnold. in the yeah. offseason that, you know, that uh, Kyle Shanahan not necessarily down as much as the rest of the league on Sam Darnold. Yeah, Sam Darnold's there. I don't think that they're worried about moving on from Trey Lance. I just don't think I just don't think it was a great fit. You know, once they once they saw what they had with him, I don't think that yeah. they're like, yeah, this is this is the guy. Do you remember them? Like, what what did they see enough from Trey Lance? I mean, it could have just be injury prone. Like when he was healthy and out there, like it was just. I mean, what do you feel? Because he didn't he lose the job when healthy to Brock Purdy. Uh, well, he broke his ankle. Like he had the job, then broke his ankle. Then yeah, who do they did they bring in Brock Purdy 
they didn't well, bring I Brock to th- Purdy right I, away. Maybe like, it was like run. maybe it's rumors that like Trey Lance was ready to go, but Brock Purdy was rolling so much that I don't know. Like yeah, it just yeah. feels like towards that, the that, end that of last season. That was yeah. definitely the question was like, well, you know, you shouldn't. That, I remember that debate. It's like, well, you shouldn't lose your position for injury. But it's, you know, Lance had the whole preseason and a little bit that first game against the Bears, which they I think they lost or they barely won. They they won like on a defensive like 10-3 game in last the first week of last season. Then he broke his ankle and that was it. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think that what they saw with Purdy, well, first off, price tag is very important and he fits a lot of the things that they need their quarterback to do, which is like be accurate and anticipate. They don't need to make like huge splash plays. They have playmakers all around the field with Ayuk and Samuels and Kittle and McCaffrey. So it's like, just get the ball in the right spots and let those guys do work. And I think with Purdy, you can definitely continue to do that. And I don't see why that would change. And I think, you know, same thing with Sam Darnold, if they decide like, Hey, we need to, you know, cause Purdy's in the concussion protocol too. So I don't know if that's residual from the game or what, but if, if they're like, eh, let's go Sam Darnold, like just put the ball in the right spots, get to the playmakers, like find your right guys. Like, we'll just keep this thing rolling. Yeah. It's just kind of interesting to see. We haven't seen it. Like these guys that are, drafted later not necessarily like are we starting to see some of the stuff like are they you know a little bit more prone to be flappable you know like do they like would the confidence issue be a little bit more like is it harder for them to because we haven't seen Brock Purdy have to bounce back literally from a loss you know and we see it like in the Cleveland game it definitely seemed rattle thrown to our INTs in the fourth quarter here so I know the concussion protocol but it'll just be really interesting to see when you don't have that confidence of just like this is fucking cakewalk. You know, it's like investing in the stock market when it's on its way up. It's just like, right. I'm a financial genius. But <laughs> right. as you know, like when that starts pulling back, like if he, you know, starts to force some of that stuff, because that uh, that first INT looked pretty rough in the fourth quarter. There's thrown with like four minutes left. Um, it's interesting. I do like the fact that Purdy, like going back to his college years, a four-year college starter, like he's been through it. He hasn't had like always an easy road to go. He's had some adversity. And so, like, I don't – whereas, like, for example, a Trey Lance, who's never never had any adversity, right? I think he never lost a game in college, sat out one year, like, didn't throw an INT, hadn't been through it. Like, I think, if anything, I, I do – I am kind of excited to see – like, I'd be willing to bet on Purdy coming back and, like, settling the ship in three weeks from now. We're not – we're no longer talking about this, right? Yeah, that's good because it's also – I mean, there's got to be a little comfort in knowing that the leash isn't super short. You right. know, like, it's just like, it really does seem like they're, you know, they have their guy, especially like trading trade Lance. I think you're just like, okay, like they're really stick with me. So you can kind of get comfortable. Uh, speaking of really expensive leashes that we don't know how long they are. Let's go to Deshaun Watson. Brown's able to beat the Colts 39 to 38 after a couple of fourth quarter defensive penalties that are super questionable. Uh, Ursay came out and said that the NFL acknowledged that uh they got it wrong it wasn't worded exactly like that it was some kind of like passive thing but it's also i don't know don't know exactly how much faith i put in ursay but seeing the calls they were pretty (laughs) bad uh is uncatchable ball still a thing or is it like being forced out of bounds you remember how like uh it used to be i don't know if you guys are up to speed on this but it used to be that 
they could make a ruling. The ref could make a ruling on the field that if you're forced out of bounds, that it was equivalent to like getting two feet in and that they would call right. that like completion. And then like, I don't know, six years ago, they were just like, this is insane. Like if you're, if you don't get two feet down, like not a problem, like right. run a different route. Uh, and it kind of feels like calling a ball uncatchable. I haven't seen that in so long. Do they still do that? I bring this up because if you didn't see like this pass that the pass interference was called on, I mean it. I think it landed in the stands, and I don't. I'm not exaggerating. Like it was not right. catchable at all. Yeah, that's one of the things, right? Because they're uh, do they call P- P- pass interference on it? Is that what? Yeah, they call it PI. Yeah, and that's one of those things where it's like that goes back to our our because I mean the flag, and I'll let you finish, but like the 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 flag is out, right? So the flag comes out before the because. Re- they see the ball coming out. The ref sees the contact. He's throwing the flag. Right, right, but right. But then, like, so it's just, you're probably just less apt to put stuff the flag back in the pocket unless it's just, like, absolutely egregious, which this yeah, is. Yeah, and, and this falls back, then this falls back to our our map Vixes, right? Like, which is, like, because then, it, then it's illegal contact, right? Because you're not, you're, I'm assuming they're, I don't know if they were more than five yards away from the line of scrimmage. More than five yards, yeah. Yeah, so then it's like that's illegal contact. Should that be an automatic first down? Because it was wildly uncatchable. And that's yeah. one of those things where if it's so uncatchable, man, what how do we how do we feel on that? Because it's like, yeah, there's no like obviously you you're not supposed to do that, but there's no play to be made because it's like he sailed it out of bounds. Yeah. I still so think you get up. The- I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, I still think you get the five yards for the illegal contact catchable, not catchable because you're not the intent of the play shouldn't matter. Cause you can still right. get those like illegal contact or like the five, like on a, on a running play that happens, you know, I think we're just wording it different. Like it's, you know, it's that holding or if it's like illegal contact, right. I think it, you know, it's more be illegal contact. So I would still un- like uncatchable, but yeah, I do think you have to pivot the call and, and it's not making an you automatic can't... first down or, yeah, right. not the automatic first down. And you can't, can't, uh, and it's also, you know, the NFL, it's those pass interferences in the end zone are just so brutal. Like it's first and it's first and goal of one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. It's... Even though it did take, it took Cleveland all four downs to finally get it in there <laughs> to kick the extra point to win by that. Uh, the bigger thing that I want to talk to you about is how much is Deshaun Watson's performance affecting how you see the Cleveland Browns playoff run this year. Like, it, it, do you see it something that he's just getting warmed up and back into it? Or is he becoming like a detriment to what their success could be? Well, I mean, he was in that game one for five. One I looked awful. So, I, looked, yeah. That last one awful. was, and that, that last pass, his fifth pass, <laughs> I guess it was do, right. doing the math. Cause it's the one he went out on. Uh, that should have been intercepted too. I mean, it's just kind of like barely brushed the ground. So it's looking so this is what well, I'm just looking. So he's got 10 games back under his belt, right? Yes. Um, I'm guessing. Yeah. 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 I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. I mean, statistically completion percentage is up, but still very like very low. 61.7%. His rookie year was 61.8. Like there's definitely, there's definitely, um, He's lost it a little bit. There's there's probably a little bit of confidence loss in there as well. He's getting sacked a lot more. Um, 
you know, I don't know if he's lost like some athleticism too in that, right? Because that that was a big component of him just kind of scrambling around, making plays, running, you know, finding open guys. Like he definitely had that same thing that Mahomes had early on, which is like just kind of wildly scrambling back there and having enough arm strength to get the ball or find somebody or 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 break a twenty five yard run. We're definitely not seeing this in Cleveland, and I think I don't know if it's the pressure. I don't know if he's just if he's just lost a step, but he definitely looks awful in these last like ten games that we've watched him. And last year, I would have said, "Well, it's the rust coming back, the suspension." I mean, it's been been basically two and a half years, and now it's now we're watching him this year. He's in a full off season, full work with all the the team understanding the playback playbook and you know what I mean? He's like his yards aren't there. His completion percentage is only slightly up. Uh, touchdown INT ratio is basically the same. Like, I think this might be this guy. This might not be the, you know, $230 million, $250 million guaranteed guy that the Browns are hoping. And what do you do? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same, it's the same question of, what does Denver do with Denver Russell do? Yeah, Wilson, that's what I was going to say. Uh, yeah, are we saying Cleveland's two... winning? That's the thing. That's the weird thing. Cleveland's winning. Yeah, I mean, their defense is definitely keeping it. In. And it's just kind of a bummer to see some of these historic defenses not. I, right. I, I don't know if we're just kind of thirsty for just like to just watch a juggernaut team just kind of tear through the league one year as it feels like, you know, it doesn't like the chiefs lack of wide receivers doesn't put them head and shoulders above, but it's always the grass is greener, but Deshaun Watson, like to me, it's also about, and I guess this doesn't matter, but it's his attitude. Like I, so I watched that Pittsburgh game and like he had two face mask penalties right on a quarterback, which has to be a record by around two. <laughs> Right. Like it was like just grab like just grabbing face masks right there in like during the play in front of the refs. And you know, like uh like he went into concussion protocol. I I haven't didn't hear officially like if he was cleared on it or not, but I it even sounded like there were rumors like with his rotator cup, like he could come back, but he kind of just like didn't want to, was just kind of being like a little aloof about it. And so it's just like kind of like this whole vibe is this. Cleveland thought they had it figured out. And what really sucks is to morally make that compromise, like as a fan base, as a front office, have to kind of turn your back on a little bit and cross your fingers where it's just like, we'll do anything to win. But now you're just in the fucking hole. Right. You just have this piece of shit on your team. And to make matters even worse, like you're not a terrible team. You have a historic yeah. defense you're not able to take advantage of. And your hands are tight. Yeah. Oof. It's the most Cleveland scenario that you could possibly I don't know how they imagine. Keep getting back right. Into it, yeah. It's kind of like, there is like a, a level in football, like in, in karma, right? Like there is something like you can't, it's, I mean like a little, like, I mean, even no matter what you think, like just, it's, it's almost like that, that hubris of their, like just how they blew everybody else out of the water with like the biggest guaranteed contract ever, yeah. you know? And it's just like, that's a little bit of just like, all right, there you go. You get, yeah. The game's, the game's going to figure it out. The game will continue to roll, and this is what you get. This is what you get. Uh, one roll that did not continue to roll, and that was the Lions winning streak. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was coming. Yikes. Lions took a week <laughs> off. I took a week off. It's fine. You did. 
Well, yeah, yeah, you weren't you weren't watching. I mean, were you able to see the stats or anything? Just wondering from your take, like, yeah, because this this is I was this is different than losing a football game. This is like they got the this is you start questioning shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, the the Lions apologists came out, and you know, we were missing Montgomery, a few other players. You know, I think eight starters in total in in our two losses that we we uh, we had. So. It did not look great, but just from the from the stats, they were getting carved up defensively. It kind of looked like the old Lions last year defense where you're like, yeah. they can't stop anyone. They were just getting gashed play after play. And some some teams just kind of have their number. I don't understand. Like some play styles just kind of have their number. Yeah, I wonder if it's just kind of, yeah, maybe it's come down to a play style thing. Well, what's more concerning to you? And it feels like the six is more concerning. Like the 38, like, let's not, I mean, there's only so much a difference a year can make. You know, their right. defense was very suspect last year. And nobody was, everybody was like, is this the thing they got to overcome before we can even like take this team seriously? It seemed like they definitely, you know, towards the end of last season and this season took a step in the right direction. So is the 38 more concerning to you or is it only putting up six points? Yeah, I mean, only putting up six points is the was the most concerning thing to to see. Just because, I mean, well, the, he got golf got sacked five times, which typically has not happened. He, you know, we lose the turnover battle. Or no, I no, I take that back. We 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 were even on that. Um, couldn't convert on third down, having to throw the ball a ton, right? Just because we got such into a deep hole, it's just like. That's not the play style. Like the Lions want to run the ball, maintain like, uh, you know, in positive down and distances, right? Like second and medium, third and shorts. Like they don't want to get behind and just be like, all right, Jared Goff, like you gotta, you gotta fucking spray it all over the field, and we'll see what we get. The other thing that was really concerning is is, uh, Jamison Williams, six targets, no catches. I get a little nervous with him as like, is he going to be the explosive playmaker? Cause he's really what they offensively need with St. Brown Laporta. They need that guy to be like uh, a Tyreek Hill, putting the fear of God into everybody. And he's not cause that'll open up Gibbs. And when Montgomery gets back, that'll open all of that up. So, so six targets, no catches. What does that say to you? Is that like just not creating separation and they're like trying to get it there? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch the game, so I didn't know if he had. I don't think he had any drops in there, but he's he's been a little prone to drops, and maybe it's a little not running the right route, or you know, getting a little scared over the middle, or you know, not making uh, a, a you know, not going up for contested catches, right? Because separation is not a problem. He is he is one of the fastest guys in the league, so he should be able to get some separation. I don't know if he's running the right routes. Bills. Dropped to the Patriots in one of our biggest upsets uh, of the year. Um, of course, my parlays could not dodge this landmine. Uh, what's the fuck's up? I mean, this fills Bills. All these teams have personalities they can't shake. This seems right. on brand for the Bills where it's just like they like to show off their weapons and what they can do, and then they lose to a, uh, a struggling Patriots team. It's just a little bit more like of the... Patriots still alive and just take a little while to catch up, or is this just the inconsistent Bills? I think this is the Bills. I think this is the inconsistent Bills. You know, I mean, he 
they threw the ball 41 times. He ran it seven times. I think it was like 48 of the like 64 plays on offense that they ran something like about like 75%. Like the bills are stuck in this, like fuck it. Like let Josh Allen figure it out. Like let Josh Allen throw it. Like they don't, they don't have balance. Like I talked about with the lions, not having balance and just having to run the ball or pass the ball all the time. Like, they're afraid to run the ball, and I don't understand why. They've got James Cook, Murray. Um, they don't always need to just like put it in the hands of Josh Allen and let him figure it out. Like they need to ease the burden of on his playmaking and be like, look, like when we need something, this is when we can dial it up. But we can't constantly go to the well and be like, all right, just let's call something for Josh to make a play. It's got to like they got to rely on some other people to make plays. Uh, all right. Last one. We're not going to cover this real fast. I just want to update. No, 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 not at all. No, no, for sure. I was moving on to Steelers beat Rams. I'm just, I'm doing the Steelers watch right now. And that is, uh, we have seven weeks of the NFL one by week. So that's six weeks. The Steelers have been playing. I have lost betting against them three times. The counter is at three and we're going to write the ship on that playing the Jaguars. Jaguars going to the Steelers next week. Jacksonville's favored by two and a half. Clear out the bank account. Uh, all that, all that cash that I didn't throw on that Lions. I was talking a big game on the text thread. Yeah, you were on the you and I Lions Ravens. Yeah. I was yeah, like, this line's it. crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy, crazy. low. <laughs> Saw Baltimore minus twenty eight. Should have taken it. Give it to me. Um, all right, Master Domus. Let's talk about this, bro. All right, Michigan barring some signs. Uh, give us a quick overview of what's happening and let me know is this a big deal um so there has been some allegations that michigan has love been... how you're starting love how this is starting you love how this is already <laughs> allegations starting. yeah allegations. sure no, i just love it that uh that basically michigan has been sending uh players or has a network of people that are are scouting specifically scouting signals from opposing uh, teams, which is illegal to do. You're not allowed to do in-person, off-campus scouting um, at another, like com- like another uh, uh, Yeah, specifically, yeah. Yeah, conference stadium. opponents, you, you're yeah. not allowed to go attend their football games if you're yeah, it's Yeah, you're not, yeah you're, you're not allowed to scout in person, right? Everyone subscribes to all the scouting materials that are available. That's kind of like all 22. You people have heard that before they supply all their, their game footage and everyone subscribes to that. And that's totally admissible. Now there's no, this is where it gets gray. There's no like precedent against sign stealing in game, right? In game, Right. Yep. And so this is a, this is creates the great debate about, well, why why is it so easy to steal signs in college and the the big reason is is well there's three reasons one is it's a liability issue because the helmets not all helmets have the technology to communicate with like headsets in there and no team wants to retrofit those helmets because it basically voids any warranty on that and and there's not like a in the NFL there's only basically a few helmets that you can use in college they can use a ton of different helmets that they want to use, um, 
two is is the expense of right in instituting this and all of their their colleges it's not just all of the colleges that are out there it's all you know 130 some odd schools well how do they handle that is each is each program responsible for its own equipment like you know if we want the top of the line like pants or whatever like the nike pants like we pay for that out of our yeah, the the school has a budget, right? The school has a budget, and, and and equipment managers have to manage the whole, like all of the athletic department, not just the football team. Like they have their own budget, but I'm sure you know a lot of their their funds that they make. Also yeah, so I'd like, yeah, because to me on paper, I'm just like, sports. with all the, it looks like, you know, they can't make up enough excuses on things to spend money about to justify sure. to get more money sure. in there. Well, so. a lot of those come from boosters too. That doesn't come from. Like a lot of that's like is 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 donations and charitable things that are donated by donors. The third thing is, as people said, it's well, it's the sign stealing coaches that don't want these headsets either, that they that they think that there's an advantage to it. Hmm. Um, because this is the thing is, is this is not like these aren't the only people. Michigan is not the only group that is doing this. There's a lot of oh, I can see your smirk already. <laughs> No, 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 this, I, no, no, you're, you're totally this right. Is, you're totally right. This, is, this, is, this is common. This happens. Now, what I will say is, is probably Michigan. Connor Stallions is a name that probably people have heard. He is the staffer that has been kind of thrust at the, the head of this ring where he basically was buying stuff on his credit card, sending tickets to other people, and essentially they were saying it's like a quid pro quo, like I'll send you the game you send me the video of you know from your iphone of sending it now yeah it's a it if this is true right then yes obviously they're stealing signs but like it is one of those loopholes where it's like the 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 thing says you're not allowed to like hire a service to steal signs and go in campus recruiting is it if i buy a ticket as a fan on stubhub and it's send it to my buddy. Is this a recruiting service? Right? It's a gray air. Morally, I get it. It's probably you probably shouldn't be doing it. But I I I sit there and I'm like, it's a giant, like kind of gray area that that A could be fixed very simply by saying, All right, well, let's get rid of all these like giant signs with pictures on it and three different guys on the sideline making different hand gestures to signal in all the different play calls to the the refs. Like just get rid of it, put the fucking headset in their helmets and be done with it. We could get past all of this very quickly. Yeah. Great. I mean, I'm in for that. Well, um, so if this is like, honestly, if, so you've heard the thing, like, yeah, I heard the same thing. It's like, they, there's one staffer. Uh, right. He bought, he, we have the receipts of him buying it. We have the seats that he bought and we see the iPhones from the people sitting in the seats of the tickets he purchased directed at the so i think we can all for the benefit of the doubt be like michigan had someone on their payroll that was stealing signs and that information got back to michigan to prep for the opponents sure like that that is there so what we what we're trying to decide now is like does this bother you if ohio fill out the rest like are you losing your shit if another team does this and then i want to just the mastodamus portion of this is what happens to Michigan? Sure. Am I, oh, am I losing my shit? No, because I think like Matt Rule has spoken on about it. It's like this is ha- like this happens. This happens all the time. I Deion know Sanders in game about, it happens, but you're saying it outside of game. Outside like, of it, yes, like, yes. Um, shit, was it Josh Heupel? There was. I'm somebody... with you. Like people are just fine. Like there's probably people that are smarter. They're like they're not 
using a staffer's credit card on StubHub. Right. To, What's like, his leave, like, yeah, it's his trail. credit card. It's his credit card. He's here's the thing is, is like there is something like the more you get into Connor Stallions, the more is like everyone's like, well, he hi-, this is the thing that I hate. They're like, well, he they hired him in in 2020 and then they they automatically go from two and four the pandemic season to 12 and two and they beat Ohio. You felt the rest. What they fail to acknowledge is that he was a volunteer since 2015. So he'd been there this whole entire time. Is this guy just an overzealous assistant who who they have said, like, he is particularly good at decoding and breaking the signs of the other opponents in game? You can in see game. him, you know, and that's the thing is, is the um, the NCAA did not create that rule to stop people from like stealing signs and going to other facilities. They they put that rule in place to level the playing field in terms of like scouting and basically big programs had big budgets to send people out there. So they put that rule in there to like level the playing field. They weren't really necessarily concerned about sign stealing. They were more concerned about just making it equitable for all of the teams that were out there. That's why that rule exists. And if we want to talk, why is Michigan at the helm of this? Well, this goes back to the level two infractions that 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 the NCD NCAA. Why are there birth? Why are there balloons coming up? Whoa, that freaked me out, bro. That, that was, was crazy. Wild. That was really weird. What the hell? Is it, is it your birthday? And I'm forgetting about it. I don't think so. I I don't. Yeah. I've never seen that before. Zoom just decided to throw up some birthday balloons. Nice. They're excited, but that was a sign. <laughs> but but here's the thing is is ah, fuck I totally forgot what I was saying now. Um oh that I totally forgot what I was saying. What was I talking about? I got stunted by those balloons. Uh yeah, the balloons got you. Um the rules about sign sealing, oh, like they were implemented yeah. for yeah, for, because for of not not scouting. to deter yeah. sign sealing, just to make it equitable for everybody. And oh, and the reason why Michigan, I believe, is at the helm of it is is I do think that there is a little fuckery from that Ryan Day in in Ohio. You fell out the rest because he's getting he's been particularly chirpy about it afterwards. But also, the NCAA has an extra grind with fucking Jim Harbaugh because Jim Harbaugh had these level two infractions. They said he wouldn't co- cooperate with them. It's basically over buying a kid a fucking cheeseburger right. during you know COVID in you know where you're not allowed to to talk with the recruits. The other thing is, is that they're particularly pissed off in 2016. He was doing what was called like satellite camps, which is, again, yet another gray area. It's like schools would host camps at their university. And it's a great way to bring in all the top talent in and around. It's basically a giant recruiting time, right? Like could bring in the top state talents and all around here to Michigan, show them the Michigan camp. It's a camp, but it's really just a giant recruiting visit, right? Yeah. Well, he was doing these satellite camps, which is, again, a giant gray area in the recruiting world. It's not really spelled out. So he would go to California, he'd go to Florida, he'd go to Georgia, and he'd go all these different places and have satellite camps. It's not spelled out. He's just trying to open up as much as he can. He's pushing the envelope. The NCAA and coaches, his rival coaches particularly, had a giant problem with it. They complain. Now they're at the center of this. So I, I definitely think, like, the Mastradamuses, I think Harbaugh goes. I think he goes. I think he's fucking sick of it. I don't think he, I truthfully don't think he knew anything about it. I think Connor Stallions was 
a fucking lunatic who has a 600 page Michigan manifesto that he has written out and basically forecasted his rise to uh Michigan head coached him and all the things that he's going to do. I'm not kidding. This is real. This is wow. a overzealous guy who took it and found his angle to basically like, I can be an asset to the program by paying for tickets, getting signs and, and seeing and giving us a, a small advantage. Sign stealing is not going to change it. Dion said it still gotta, you still gotta make the play. Everyone's got to go out there it. and make the play. So, but I oh, think prediction, I think, I think, fucking harbaugh is gone probably after this year i think he's done with it yeah that's what i say i say uh michigan wins the national championship go blue yeah baby you, Come. thank you uh and harbaugh goes to coach the dallas cowboys Ooh, what do you think and, about it what do you think about it does, does this rub you the wrong way now being a a boy in blue does it make you not feel good uh yeah i think i think it's just like you know go through like ku basketball i think it is one of those things that uh, all the big programs are doing some version of. Right. And I think it's just like, uh, and you get like the culpable deniability being able to do it. But yeah, I mean, I do think it's a bridge too far. Like it definitely has the spike gate vibe where it's just like, to me, it's like very equivalent to spike gate where it's just like, yeah, everyone's kind of doing it. And yeah, there are loopholes, but like really super pushing the envelope on those loopholes. And yeah. I think it's just like a little too far because just yeah. a bummer, you know, like I'm sure like your heart, like it's just with everything good going on, like nothing can take the fucking wind out of the sails with just like something that's just kind of like a 50, 50 ball where it's just like, yeah, like maybe this isn't technically cheating, but it's kind of a bummer that you know, right. on Michigan's rise is kind of have this floating in the background, especially after, you know how we started the season yeah because right. because every other every other coach now is going to sit there and use that as the be like well i don't know you know it's like thousand percent yeah they're going to make like tongue-in-cheek jokes at press conferences yeah. and shit like that and we'll forget about it like if michigan wins the national championship like five years from now it's not going to fucking matter but right like when they do it like going into next season it'll there'll be whispers because people can't get over it all right legends watch real fast did they win or lose without you bro they lost they lost by six they lost of course they by did. six and I, I I almost wanted to make a joke, but then I was like, I won't I won't degrade uh, denigrate myself. I was like, how are you guys going to be able to replace my zero points per game? And oh, I, was, I would never no. do that. I would never. No, no. no. Just, uh, let them know you'll be back. So you're you're back this Sunday. You got a game. I'm back. Do you, this uh, any scouting report on this? You need to get that Michigan guy. Get him out. I do. You got to get a manifesto. <laughs> Use team a, two manifesto. <laughs> Use him where he's super valuable. Um. All right. The Apostle Showdown. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree Alright bro, top sushi items Items threw me off yeah, items. well, because I wanted like if if you I wanted to do this because if you were like when I go to a restaurant like a must have is like a miso soup or I do the gyoza, you know, if you're just like I gotta hit those gyozas, like get yeah. those over those are like I didn't want you to not do that. I didn't want you to feel like locked in t- on like a fish track. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. So yep. do that for I you. Hear. Yep. Uh, all mine are fish, so no spoilers. Okay, but I kept it. I kept it pretty. So household, um, do the kids like sushi? And I bet that affects how often you go out for sushi. Like, is that strictly a date night? Like once every two months? Uh, is it? Yeah. Like, it's well, not like or, pizza night. 
or sometimes yeah sometimes we'll, we'll do a pizza night because they're like well they're gonna do pizza i don't want to do pizza like, okay i'll run down and i'll go get i'll go pick up sushi i'll bring it back yeah we'll eat sushi you know what i mean we'll definitely we'll definitely do that it travels that's good it travels just fine um <laughs> do your homework I, you, on the you pod have, you have you have you have more issue with traveling sushi than me <laughs> no, michigan no, no. i'm actually signs. i don't i don't hate picking up sushi as much as getting it delivered like it's I, I feel like you can control the timeline when you pick up sushi. we're not guys do your homework i would, on the podcast, I would never go back to i would never 12. i'm so out on any of those like grubhub fucking postmates dad yeah fuck that i'll just go i get i don't live in a city where it's like it's 70 minutes one way to get fucking whatever so right. i i understand that some people like that but fuck that i will get in the car and i will drive the 15 minutes to go and get it i'm not I don't need that convenience. Yeah, the Uber Eats that has it sitting in their trunk for like 25 minutes where they're making like Oof, three different drops. Brutal. Like that that's the that's the tough thing. Right. Uh all right, bro. What's in your oh so real fast though? Do the kids eat any sushi? Have they tried it? Yeah. Anybody adventurous? Uh, 2.0 is very adventurous. She is definitely eating it and she likes she likes like a California roll, very basic, right? Very, yeah. very straightforward. So you start basic. Out. Yep. Yep. Uh I think Kamish Jr. has Commission will not. She won't. That's just she can't get over it. Like texture, she's kind of like ah, I don't know. You know, she doesn't want to. She'll do it. She won't do it. But you know, they do love Chinese food. The the dumplings, like that's all. They're all about it. Yeah. Uh. All right. My three spot. This is right down the center. It's a classic. I just love. I love the tuna sushi. Like just kind of like that bright red sushi on the rice. I like the rice. I definitely. If we haven't talked about wasabi habits. I'm peeling the fish off the little rice football. I'm taking a dollop of wasabi, putting it on the rice football, taking the sushi. I'm taking the fish and the chopstick, dipping that, kind of just just kind of lacquer that back and forth in my soy sauce that has the sushi mixed in it, laying that on top of that Ooh. rice football with the dollop, taking that, doing one quick dunk yep. in that wasabi and soy. Boom. Boom. Look at that. So you're really you're souping up. You're getting the wasabi all over. Oh yeah. That, that's my that's my number that's my number three. Cause the the items. The items is really what I I like focus in on. So I was like wasabi. It could be higher, oh, good. but nice. it's but but it's oh it's, yeah, good, good. It's Smart. all over. It's all over. Yeah. It's it's a constant. But it's so like yeah, of course. That's, I that's a great fucking call. Like you I, I love I love your brain, most awesome. Yes. That's why you. this has been going. That's why I've been going. <laughs> on this podcast five years strong we didn't just meet each other in front of two mics guys we go way back but i love yeah. love how the mind works because absolutely right because it's like i would be honest if there's no soy sauce or wasabi sushi is a pass for me i'm out right like you know yeah. like you've been at like these kind of like catered lunches or something and you see some sushi it's like oh i have some sushi it's like oh where's the wasabi they're like oh we don't actually have any or it's like that creamy wasabi you get from like a grocery store it's just like oh no, no. i'm out nope. no thanks nope. pass. nope yeah hard pass and that's the thing is is like i Everyone has a wasabi technique and how they make it, right? Of course, right? You know exactly what you're doing. I love the ramekin that they come. And here's what I do. I break it. I, like, whatever the dollop is, whatever the size of the dollop is, I usually take like at least like a half to a third in there. Yeah. I put it in the wasabi bowl. Then I take my little, my soy sauce, put it in there. I start to mix it up. I little tap it, right? Get it all that stuff. Really get it. I got a nice hue. I know the right hue of that mm. mixture in there. Tell by color. Tell by pro. color. 
painting by numbers, baby. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting fucking Bob Ross up on my soy, soy <laughs> sauce and wasabi. Here's what really frustrates me. And I love with all my heart, Dr. Mrs. The Commish. But I don't understand. She will take a big thing of wasabi. She'll put it in there. She just pours it over. She doesn't really mix it in. And she'll kind of like tap the wasabi and tap the soy sauce. And then she just, she has this like, kind of just like wasabi ball. That's just kind of like, just a little bit like covered in soy sauce. I don't understand it. I don't, yeah. you got to mix it up. I got to, I don't have to be like, I need to mix it up. I need to break it up. I need to get the heat going in this. Yeah. It feels like we're leaving a little too much to chance there. It seems yeah. like we're not finishing our little recipe. Let's mix that up. Let's make sure yep. that we can kind yep. of just go chop ahead it and up, that down. chop it up. It's good. All right. You're the lead so far. That's a, that's a good, not overlooking just the accoutrement that you need to have to do it. Uh, my number two, I'm going to give you this advice and this is not a suggestion. It is a prescription. Okay. I need you to do this. It is a, so we call it like a, a lemon roll, lemon drop roll. It's basically whatever fish you like on some rice. But they take and like a little of that ponzu sauce, but they have like a little thin cut of lemon that you would get like in a martini glass, you know, but it's okay. right there on top. Some people like just kind of squeeze that lemon. They kind of put it on there. You got to eat the lemon. Ooh. Rind and all. Like you eat okay. that little slice of lemon and just that, I'm not a big lemon head, but just that citrus pop with like that fish that you have in there and the ponzu sauce and the spicy wasabi out of this world number two really? the first time i had it was in atlanta and like the guy was like oh you eat the lemon i was just like i was just trying to order things i would never order like something lemon based and, and i had it and now i'm obsessed i look for it on every menu i will bring it to the table pull the trigger peacock a little bit interesting Gotta oh. Gotta do it, bro. and everyone at the table is like wait wait you're eating the yeah lemon. eat the like, lemon yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. no 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 i wouldn't like it i'm just like trust me Right. I'm paying for dinner. Put that lemon slice in your mouth and eat it. I want to see you eat it. I want to see you eat chew it. it up. Look me in the uh, eye. Look me in the eye. Look me in the eye. I like that. It's interesting. I'm always I'm I'm a big fan of this. Uh Dr. Mrs. the Commission when we were in Vegas not too long ago. The last time we were all in Vegas for for T Boz. Um, we went to a sushi tasting place in in Vegas. She found it on one of the like, Oh, sweet. 30, 38 essential restaurants website. She found it. It was awesome. And that is very much like we want the tasting menu. Do the sake yeah, uh, show us what pairing you got. with it. Just tell me how to do it. I love that. I'm big into that. Just I just let me see it. Some some was fucking amazing. Someone was like, yeah, this is good. It was all very good. But someone was like, holy shit, just knock my dick into the dirt. I was like, this is amazing. Yes. Uh, now I sold that really high for my number two, which is not really yeah. basic. <laughs> Cause I, I've been doing You're like snap peas. Snap peas, right. <laughs> Sugar snap peas. No. Um so a lot of times now when I'm doing sushi, I'll just go for lunch. I'll just do a quiet man solo, me just in the fucking Asian garden, just hit boop, 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 me all by myself. Love yeah. Love it. Awesome. So uh I love, especially now it's getting a little chillier out. I love me a little miso soup. I love to get a little Good. heated up little yeah. miso soup, get my pregame going, get it, you know, just drink it. The whole nice broth makes me feel good, gets warmed up, just gets a nice little miso base for my my lunch special two rolls or three rolls if I'm feeling naughty. Feeling bad. Yeah, because you're going to go. It's The reason you're winning right now is because you just have 
you have must-haves. You have must-haves yes. on the sushi experiment the experience. Like you need the wasabi, like the miso soup to warm up. They could keep the two tofu chunks. In yeah, my yeah, opinion, yeah. I've never asked them to do that because it doesn't seem like it's possible. It kind of seems like just the price of doing business, like it's going to show yeah, yeah, up yeah. in there floating around. Like we got to throw yeah. those. But like, yeah, I like the little cup. I like you can kind of sip it, sip out of there when it comes. It's yeah. a good like while we're waiting. Like let's get warmed up inside to yeah. crush some sushi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, number one spot. This is huge. Go out with sushi with Brandana. This is coming to the table. It's on an appetizer list. You're going to find it on everyone. If they don't have it, they'll figure it out. The jalapeno sashimi, bro. It's that thin cut. Yeah. Thin cut of tuna. Like the jalapenos on top of there. Usually like a little, just a little dollop, a little splash of like sriracha on top of that jalapeno. And it's got that nice like kind of like glaze like sauce over it. I'm getting into this jalapenos on on my sushi. I just went, I actually had pokey for lunch today. It's very funny you brought this up. I know it's a distant cousin to sushi. Yeah. But my favorite go-to poke bowl is the they have a volcano bowl, which is jalapeno, you know, uh raw jalapeno, baby. The uh sriracha, all the all the hot shit and yeah. the fish. And I love it. It's great. I love it. It's very good. I have not I here's the thing is is Dr. Mrs. the commission is famously, she's she can't handle she can't handle the heat. She gotta stay out of the kitchen because she can't handle it. Yeah. So I might have to break so sashimi is nice because you could just get a couple sashimi pieces. Right, just break you off a little, little something, something. A little bit, yeah. Bring it, yeah. It's good, and it's like, uh, yeah. I asked for raw jalapeno slices with every sushi order, like no matter what I got going really? on. Like it's a nice, yeah. You throw that on top of the dollop of wasabi, like in between, like the Dunkin' and Dippin', Ooh. like just raw jalapeno, baby. So you just got one so little good. bead of sweat. Just, just uh, right there. I love it, and then I take it and then I dip a little piece of sushi in that sweat <laughs> on my forehead. <laughs> That's funny. Um, What's your number one, my, bro? My number one. I gotta go. I'm going fish. This is this is a must-have again. Give me anything on the spicy scallop train. I love me a nice buttery scallop on a roll. Could be hand roll, little cut I roll, anything that you got. Hand roll is fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. Hand roll again. Sometimes if you don't go to the right place, it might be a little it might be a little off. But if you get a really good piece of spicy scallop, it is like butter it is so fucking good give it to me don't have to gussy it up with a bunch of bullshit just give me <laughs> give me fucking raw dog scallops right in my mouth raw dog I, so I don't think i've had so this is just sushi style right it's not cooked scallop yep. it's like cold yep oh yeah all right i'm gonna i'm gonna try that i'm gonna try that i'm gonna assume it's good so i'm gonna give you the victory on this neapolitan okay. showdown yeah, yeah, yeah. if i have it, i gotta, get, I gotta hit your lemon drop your lemon roll gotta hit that so we'll come we will this. report back we'll go to yeah, the field yeah. we got we got that to-do list. list um all right guys mvp we're gonna wrap this up at a time i know we didn't hit the brand in the gambling corner give me one real fast i'm gonna throw this one at you i want to see where you're at give okay. me okay give me two real quick we'll do rapid okay. fire give me the number six oklahoma at kansas at Kansas, at KU, Oklahoma, favored by 14. 10. 10. Very close. Okay. Uh, I wanted to get one more from you. Give me number eight, Oregon, at number 13, Utah. Oh, that's right. At Utah? At Utah. Oregon. Man, Utah is, man, Utah is tough. They're, they've just announced that they're not, kind of racing is not going to play. 
Give me Oregon by nine and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half. It's within three on both. I'll take yeah. it. Um, all right, guys. Been MAB Sports Podcast episode 280. 280 episodes. That's right. We don't go by fives. We'll skip numbers. <laughs> 280 in a row-ish. MVP real fast. I'm going to give it to cast and crew. Short film threesome. Bro, we went to Austin under the Stars yeah. Film Festival. Yeah. I know I've been posting the shit out about it. So not exactly playing wallflower, but uh yeah, bro, 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 bro. Oh, bro, 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 bro. Yeah, bro. Good for uh, you. What do you got? Good on you. Connor Stallions. Just kidding. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going uh yeah, I'll go uh I'll, I'll go the family. We'll, we we did the family family weekend. Family was great this weekend. I had a really wonderful time. Uh, it was one of those moments where you get to sit back as a dad and enjoy, much like you, the director. I was the director of my family. The award I won was good vibes and fun, fun times. Love it, brother. Love it. Uh, yeah, we'll have to check in and see what the Halloween coming up. Everybody excited? Oh yeah, costume We're very excited. figured out. Yeah, yeah. Commission Junior has reminded me every day that on Halloween day he's allowed to wear his Halloween costume to school. <laughs> Just- just, He's like, but I, I, he doesn't want, he doesn't want me to forget. Don't forget yeah. dad. I, I appreciate anybody. that's just like no curveballs. I'm going to get ahead of this. Like just day, <laughs> like daily check-in. Let's have our quick yep. daily morning meeting yep. costume on Halloween. I'm wearing to school. Yes, you are great guys. Thanks for listening. Um, Yeah. We'll see you next week. I'm Brandon. I want you to sign yourself off. Most awesome. Ooh, audience. Take that little ramekin and put a little dollop of our spicy, Meb Wasi in there. Get it all mixed up with your spicy scalp pods. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.